Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Today in business from Wired. U.S. sanctions are squeezing Huawei, but for how long? Growth slowed last year at the tech giant as it had trouble securing the most advanced chips. China's government has a plan to change that. By Will Knight. Huawei, the crown jewel of China's tech industry, is reeling from a financial one-two punch delivered by U.S. chip sanctions and a campaign aimed at cutting international markets. But with Huawei rapidly expanding into new markets and the Chinese government investing heavily to gain technological independence from the West, that leverage may not last for long. The U.S. government has targeted Huawei over alleged espionage and ties to the state, claiming that the company's 5G wireless equipment poses a security risk. The rise of Chinese companies is viewed by many in the West as linked to the Chinese government's power and its brand of techno-authoritarianism. Huawei's latest financial report issued Wednesday shows the financial cost of the U.S. campaign. Revenue growth slowed to 3.8% last year, from 19% in 2019. International sales dropped sharply, especially in Europe. The company's smartphone sales have taken a big hit. Having ranked second in the worldwide shipments behind Samsung in 2019, Huawei fell outside of the top five smartphone makers at the end of 2020, according to research firm Canalis. The U.S. has been successful in checking the overall growth, of Huawei, but it's doubtful it will crush it as a global technology power, says Peter Cowie, dean of the School of Global Policy and Strategy at UC San Diego and a former U.S. government official. The U.S. has banned Huawei networking equipment from domestic 5G networks and persuaded other countries, including the U.K., Canada, and Australia, to impose similar restrictions. Last year, the U.S. also imposed export controls to cut off the supply of high-end chips to Huawei and advanced chip-making equipment to China, effectively crippling Huawei's ability to make high-end smartphones. The supply restrictions for our smartphone business has caused us a great impact, and we haven't been able to see a clear picture in the supply of our smartphones. Ken Hu, a Huawei deputy chairman, said at a press conference held at the company's headquarters in Shenzhen on Wednesday, We think this is a very unfair situation to Huawei, and it has caused us a lot of damage. 
Microchips are China's Achilles heel because it doesn't have domestic capability to make the nanoscale features found on the most advanced and most powerful of these components. Chinese chip makers such as SMIC produce chips for lower-end products, including Internet of Things devices. The only companies capable of manufacturing high-end chips today are located in Taiwan, South Korea, and the U.S. China has spent decades and billions trying to build up its chip-making capabilities, but its most advanced companies still lag several generations behind. Now China leaders are making a renewed push. Beijing's Made in China 2025 plan announced in 2014 calls for China to have a dominant position in chip-making by 2049. The company's latest five-year plan, announced in March, calls for increasing spending on research and development by 7% annually for the next five years with a special focus on increasing technological independence in semiconductor manufacturing and other emerging technologies. This week, the Chinese government also announced cuts in import taxes on raw materials for domestic companies producing high-end computer chips. This follows a wide range of tax breaks for semiconductor companies announced by the government in July 2020. China has ample capital, raw materials, and engineering talent, and companies like Huawei, Alibaba, and Baidu are capable of designing cutting-edge chips, but China also lacks expertise specific to advanced chip manufacturing, as well as the highly specialized equipment needed to make the latest chips. A report issued in January by the Brookings Institution, a think tank, concludes that China's increasingly vibrant domestic chip industry is likely to advance more rapidly due to sanctions and the increased decoupling of the U.S. and China. Another report, published in September 2020 by the Eurasia Group, a consultancy suggests that the pressure China faces in chipmaking will encourage Chinese companies to explore new chip architectures. Cowie, who studies the intersection of telecommunications and governance, says Huawei's size and breadth are helping it pivot into new areas. Network equipment sales have stalled substantially, and it's true that its mobile phone division is in trouble, he says. But the growth of laptop computers, smartwatches, and other things really speaks to its continued strength in the Internet of Things. A key question for policymakers in the U.S. and other countries is how to most effectively counter the threat posed by Chinese technology and influence and challenge the country on key issues such as human rights. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more business news at wired.com business. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.